0: Hello, I'm Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter.
1: And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you
2: for listening.
0: Today, our topic will be on the seven mountains of influence, and the first mountain we
2: will discuss is media. And our scripture for today is from Revelation seventeen nine. Here is the mind possessing wisdom. The seven heads signify the seven mountains, where the woman is seated. They also stand for seven kings.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this next series that we're doing on the seven mountains of influence. So Laura, Susan, and I, you know, we've we've known for several months, right, that, that the Lord wanted, wanted us to talk about this on our podcast. It's been in our hearts because, well, it's on the Lord's heart, mm-hmm. right? Right. And before we start, I want to reference Johnny Inlow's book, The Seven Mountain Prophecy, Unveiling the Coming Elijah Revolution, and also Johnny and Elizabeth Inlow's book, Rise, a Reformer's Handbook for the Seven Mountains. They're really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's there some great information in these books that we will be referencing and discussing in the next seven episodes. And I want to read a quote that Johnny has in his book that's really interesting. And it's from Malcolm X. The media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power because they control the minds of the masses. Isn't Very interesting. How true that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to begin by explaining what the seven mountains of influence are and why they are so important to all that's going on around us today. Because of time, I won't read all of Revelation chapter five, but this is where Johnny Inlow begins his explanation of the seven mountains of influence, and I'll start with Revelation five twelve. It says, "Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing." And I just want y'all to keep those words in your mind: that the power. Riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Mm -hmm. Those are key. Those are key. Those are key what we're talking about. So Johnny says, these seven attributes of majesty that Jesus is worthy to receive, each coincide with the seven main pillars of every nation's culture or society. And when we speak of discipling the nations, we are speaking of these seven pillars of society that the lamb is worthy to receive. So when you research the Greek meaning in each of the words in Revelation that I just talked about in 512, Mm -hmm. it gives insight into what each one of those words means. So after Johnny did his research, and you guys can do your own research, he said it became evident that power speaks of government, right? Mm -hmm. Riches, the word word riches speaks of economy. Wisdom speaks of education. Strength speaks of family. Honor speaks of religion. Glory speaks of celebration, which is arts and entertainment, and blessing speaks of media. Those are the seven mountains. Mm -hmm. The lamb was slain, making the ultimate sacrifice to enable us to disciple or instruct the nations in these seven foundations of culture so that we would in turn deliver them to him, thus fulfilling Revelation 1115, which says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Revelation 17 talks about a harlot that sits on a beast with seven heads, that are seven mountains. This demonic entity is on top of all seven mountains of influence, and we have been commissioned or commissioned by Christ or Jesus to take back all seven of these mountains from this demonic entity. So Jesus died on the cross over 2000 years ago, we know that, and he regained all power and authority so we could regain control of these mountains, and we haven't done a good job of it, right? Mm -hmm. If anything, we've helped Satan dig his roots deeper into the ground. Mm -hmm. And that means we're going to have to work twice as hard to dig these roots up. Mm -hmm. And we can't do it without God's help. Right. Just as he helped Moses and the Israelites out of Egypt, he's going to do the same thing for us, right? Right. But we have to partner with him, right? We have to get revelation. Sit around asleep. Wait for him to do anything, right? Right. You Mm -hmm. got to do your part. So Johnny says the taking of the promised land is to be prophetically applied to our generation. It's a future event that we can look forward to. How do we know this? Because that's how Isaiah described it in chapter two, verses two and three. It says, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. He will teach us his ways. Mm Mm-hmm. This means a day is coming when God will establish his mountain of power and authority above all other mountains. We are headed into a new era. Actually, we're already there, mm-hmm. where we will experience things that have never happened before. Exciting times, guys. That's, that's what we should be expecting. Mm-hmm. So again, let's review what these seven mountains are. The Lord gave Johnny revelation of these seven structures that he is coming to take over. And again, they are media, which we will talk about today, government, education, economy, religion. Celebration of arts and entertainment and family, which also includes social services. And the Lord didn't just give this revelation to Johnny Enlow, He also gave it to pastor, teacher, prophet, and personal coach Lance Waldow mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and Lauren Cunningham of Youth with a Mission, which is also YWAM. YWAM is yeah. what they call it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was awesome. So, and you can read that whole story that he talks about in Johnny's book. You know, God's been speaking to many people, giving us revelation on what comes next. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, mm-hmm. He's so good. He's
2: trying to tell us, opening our eyes to things yes. we've never seen before, right? So that we can be understand, right? You know, right. the time that we're living in and right. what's been going on, yeah. And why are things the way they are? Right. You know, there's a reason, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. It's, it's
1: just this generation that He's chosen to get us out of it. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's. He's,
2: that's why it's an exciting time that we're living in, right? Because we get to experience it. We, we get, get to, to be in it. it get right? to be a part of it. Right?
1: Um, yeah. Just think about the generation of when Moses part of the Red Sea. You mm-hmm. know, that was historical. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is going to be historical. It's going to be even about. bigger than that. It's going be, Yeah, because there's more people living on the earth right now. Yeah. And back then it was Moses getting the Israelites. This is going to be. God all was just
2: trying to take His people out of slavery right. and bring them into the Promised right. Land and and it's it's very similar to that yes but, but there's more people but, involved but this is you remember in Daniel in the book of Daniel right the vision that i believe it was Nebuchadnezzar had the vision yes but it was the rock that came and destroyed all the other kingdoms that had gone on before and the rock right. stayed and that mountain or rock was God's kingdom that would never be destroyed right. and never go away right. we're in that time right now right and that's exciting that's exciting mm-hmm. that's, yeah Wow. So to take back each of these
1: mountains, God has been preparing many of his ecclesia over the past several years, some even longer than that, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a mission, and that mission is to dig up those roots that I talked about, that the enemy has planted deeply in each of these mountains and boot him off of it. Mm -hmm. We are to take it back and allow God to show us how he meant for us to live. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, they were disconnected from God's original plan for all his sons and daughters. They lost their position of authority here on earth. And Johnny says in his book, Rise, a reformer's handbook for the seven mountains. From that time until Jesus regained it, humanity lost authority, specifically over those seven mountains or foundations of power that were meant to express who God is in the earth. Through their sin, Satan gained legal authority to distort the face of God on earth, which is our correct perception of him and his heart towards us. Right. So now is the time for us to regain all that we have lost And so today, we're going to start with that mountain of media. And Susan, I'm going to let you get us started.
0: Okay, sure. Is everyone familiar with who Elijah was? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Elijah was, according to the books of kings in the Hebrew Bible, a mighty prophet and a miracle worker who lived in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of King Ahab. Right. In 1 Kings 18, Elijah defended the worship of the Hebrew God over the Canaanite deity Baal. Elijah was a prophet during a turbulent time in Israel's history. The nation had turned away from the Lord to worship Baal, and King Ahab formed an alliance with Sidon, am I saying that right, mm-hmm. by marrying the princess Jezebel. Elijah was sent to show Israel the evil of their ways and encourage them to return to the Lord. So what is an Elijah revolutionary? A new breed of evangelists. It's
2: coming. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yes. what Elijah revolutionary is right. coming.
1: Yep. That's what Johnny talks about a lot in his both of his books.
0: Uh-huh. Right. It's, it's coming, guys. God is looking for men and women of faith through whom he can accomplish the impossible. Taking these mountains is an impossible task through human strategies. The prophetic word must be the initial penetrator of every mountain's defenses. Right. That's why this is an Elijah revolution. Mm-hmm. God announces that he does what he does before he does it yes this is a time for prophets to be released into the mountains to proclaim what's about to happen
1: he's always done that he's yeah. always spoken of things to come right. before they happen mm-hmm. that's what he that's what he puts in his prophets right that's what he's mm-hmm. he right. for. right
2: and get a glimpse of the future right and bring it into and the day the day we're in right now the and present it's to
1: encourage people that are like right now we are all like oh my gosh we're so tired of this But he's speaking through his prophets to encourage us to let us know, hey, help is on the way, Mm -hmm. but I got to get my whole army ready. That's what Mm -hmm. he's doing right now. He's preparing everybody. We've got to have everybody placed in the right space, the right time, you know, and when that happens.
0: mm. That's why we're we're speaking on this subject. That's why we're talking about Mm -hmm. it. And obedient to being used by him. Right. 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 The media is the main means of mass communication that reaches a large audience. It is a significant force that has the capacity to create the cultures that also influence and define the character of people geographically. The media is a stronghold and controls the minds of people. The works of darkness, Illuminati, Baphomet, wickedness, idolatry, heresies, sexual immoralities... And abominable acts and witchcraft is being widely promoted and accepted as a culture and even praised and glamorized on movies, TV, social media, etc. Yep. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians two two, it says, In which you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sad how much that stronghold gets the minds of people, huh? Yeah, with all that list I just listed. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I mean that's just it. Is is we watch those, we watch them with their eyes. We yeah. take it in with their ears. Yeah, and we process all that information in our mind, in our heart, and then it goes into our hearts. Right. And then there's like there's no hope. There's no good news. There's nothing for us to to look forward to. There's nothing to encourage us, and we just start thinking, oh.
2: Well, all and, those all of those things instill fear, right? So all it does is instill and cement fear inside of you. It's just a broadcast of fear. And there really
0: is a lot of good stuff going on. It's just not being spoken about. It's not being talked about. Right.
1: Right. Right. And the bad stuff affects our health. And we'll talk a little bit more. It does. Mm -hmm. It affects us.
0: Yeah. Media is airwaves and it is a spirit. Air is symbolic of the spirit. Satan is known as the prince of the power of air, media, the spirit that controls people to make them walk in disobedience. Right. Satan is a ruler and authority of the air, airwaves. Right. Yeah. The media continues to be the platform to promote the dark side of the kingdom of darkness and to keep people captive to the course of this world. Mm-hmm. Billions of dollars are invested in media to control the airwaves, to propagate lies and false reports, because anything that can be on the media will be accepted by the people and be sold to them. Yeah. The mountain of media includes news sources such as radio, TV news stations, newspapers, internet news and opinion blog sites, podcasts, etc. The media has the potential to sway popular opinion on current issues based upon its reporting, which is not always truthful or accurate, right? There's been a rise in Christian news services, for example, TVN, mm-hmm. CBN, which is needed. However, bringing transformation to the mountain of media, Christians who are gifted for and called into this type of work must be willing to report righteously and truthfully in the secular marketplace. I'd like to talk about the different levels of the mountain of media. Johnny Enlow, in his book, Seven Mountain Prophecy, writes these levels are generalized spheres of influence. Taking a mountain requires prayer and action. We need to take the whole mountain. Right and Johnny describes the top of the mountain which needs to be occupied by Elijah revolutionaries who will report good news that's so good mm-hmm. right that's so true yes the top of the mountain is the part that penetrates into the second heaven where the remaining battle for earth takes place right whatever reigns in the second heaven will rule in the corporate thought realm so winning the top of the mountain gives power in the thought realm which would make it important to take the tops of all the mountains yes yeah. right And the top of the mountain will always hold influence over millions of people and whoever is influencing the minds of millions. Yes. For example, the the behind-the-scenes financiers and decision-makers are obviously at the top. The people in charge and who have the real influence are the people who set the philosophical guidelines for the news reporting. Yeah. The people we see reporting the news are like puppets, especially if they don't have freedom of personal expression. Right, right.
1: Doing what they're told.
0: Right. Like they're reading, just right. reading their lines. Just reading the, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, Fox News, CNN, the BBC, the New York Times, and Time are examples of visible visible manifestations of the institutions positioned at the top. Right. They affect millions. Right. These places of influence involve demons, human institutions, and individuals. Not all of them are bad, liberal, or demonic. Right. For example, many Christian people like Sean Hannity who work on the top of mainstream media, are still obliged to work under today's present-time philosophical constraints of those media. Mm-hmm. Right? Few expose the hypocrisies. However, we have bold prophets who are speaking out today who are hearing from God and are exposing many details, names, plots, and all that, like on platforms such as Elijah Streams, Rumble, mm-hmm. among others. Right? Good. right.
2: You know, there's also Glenn Beck or Mark Levin. I think it's Levine, Levine, among others. You know, they're speaking out very boldly. Yeah. And they get a lot of criticism for it, but right. they're taking a stand. But you think back to all the way when Jesus was here, you know, persecution. Mm-hmm. When right. you're speaking
1: God's truth, when you're speaking truth. You're going to get persecuted, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the way that they're, they're brave. These but guys I, are brave.
2: I think, you know, more people are speaking the truth and then right. there's like tons of people that are listening and they're starting to follow them. Right. You know? Right. And, yeah. Because they know that it's, it's the things that
1: they're wanting to hear. Mm-hmm. We're wanting truth. We don't want garbage, you know, mm-hmm. shoved in our throats. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what
0: they're doing. Because we've been listening to that for a long time. Yes, right. Johnny describes the middle of the mountain of media as somewhat less influential upon the number of people they reach. It's more like thousands, not -hmm. not millions. Right. And these media outlets are, for example, various newspapers, magazines, some news programs, special interest national publications, and large market local broadcast stations, as well as institutions of higher education who train journalists. Right. They have significant influence but are not dominant like the top of the mountain. Right. Elijah revolutionaries will need to be positioned at local news shows and newspapers that have widespread influence over certain geographic areas or social sectors. He describes the lower mountain as an outlet that reaches fewer people than others. It could be mid or small market local news, specialty news programs, or magazines with lower circulation. Influential, but not comparable to the top two levels. Right. This level's about as much as Christians have had faith to reach or even desire to reach, which is currently changing every day. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Yes. We need to stop fighting against one another on the media and utilize the platform and channel our energy for Christ and his kingdom. Right. Satan's great desire is to fill the airwaves with people who have been deceived into embracing a deprioritized view of God. Right. We orbit around God. God does not orbit around us. Hey, right. It's, it's, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Satan wants to unwittingly release his twisted tales and terror upon the nations through these deceived people. Right. And Johnny describes a much better guiding philosophy for anyone led to take on the mountain of media to spread the good news. Yes. The airwaves are to be filled with that which is true, that which is noble, that which is just, that which is pure, that which is lovely. That which is of good report and that which is of virtue and that which is praiseworthy. This is from Philippians 4.8. Right. It doesn't mean it's wrong to report on disaster, human mistakes, or corruption. It does mean that instead of endlessly replaying a disaster, the positive response to negative news can be highlighted. The airwaves must be filled with the kind of story angles that release hope. Good news conditions people's hearts to the one who is good.
1: Well, you know, so for right. example, like when you when you hear about Hurricane Katrina, or there's an explosion, or there's a tornado, mm-hmm. you know, you on the news they're reporting on. Oh my gosh, everything was destroyed, destructive. The people died, but then the aftermath of that is when you see the unity, mm-hmm. and yes. you see God's people coming in and and rebuilding, helping each other, and helping. Yes. And I would, I want to see that. I right. Wanna, that encourages me. Right. Because that, that, that humanity puts, still exists.
2: Yeah. Yes. And that put hopes. At, <laughs> That puts <laughs> that put hopes. Put hopes. <laughs> that puts hope in your heart. Yeah, yes. and it builds up your faith, right? That hey, there are really people that care, right? But see, if you don't report on that, all we get fed is fear.
1: I mean, they right. did, they do some of it. They do a little bit, little it, tiny bit, but it's mostly just doom and gloom. That's right. all we hear on the news. But see, that's what sells. That's right. Fear sells. Fear yes. sells. And that's the what they keep pumping that. out. Right. Right. But I want to hear the good stuff. That that right. should be what sells. To exactly. Be. But that's a good report. And the enemy doesn't want us to hear good reports because mm-hmm. that's the opposite of what God wants. It's just so awful.
2: So on the yes. other spectrum, yeah. it's the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that fear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all other fears only serve to advance satan's kingdom right like we just said so bad news is satan's specialty and twisting news is his delight yes his goal is to flood the airwaves with bad news bringing the battle to his home field right where he can easily pick off the fearful and the anxious yes so after constant exposure to terrifying news he can then easily inject illness and weaken our immune systems such a good point the proliferation of bad news is known to physically affect the heart and the immune system. Right. And think about what we just went through. Yeah. The pandemic. The COVID. And what got hit, our immune systems. Yes. Right. Right? And it was fear. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. It It was was pumped into us constantly. That's why the Lord told me to turn the news off. Yeah. And not watch it. Yeah. Because it was affecting me. Same. And it was making me sick yeah it makes you ang- <laughs> mentally anxiety. and right. physically <laughs> and we did
1: the whole episode about you know anxiety and all the fear and, fear. and, and yeah all those things cause cause sickness within your body right it does yes not come from God right it comes from the fear that
2: the enemy pumps out at us, us all out. the time right so Satan constantly sets scenarios that distract us from what should be the true battlefields right right he uses the media to create infighting and division at all levels of society right right. and bad news conditions a soul to respond to satanic influences good news on the other hand conditions a soul to respond to god because god is good it just you know makes our aim towards god it turns our faces towards him right so we meditate on and are motivated by whatever is before our eyes Mm -hmm. and because the kindness and the goodness of the lord leads us to repentance Filling the airways with news and stories of nobility or truth, justice, virtue, and praiseworthy things can actually change the spiritual climate. Yes, yes. So Romans 2.4 says, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that His goodness and His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Yeah. As the climate changes, there's increased conductivity towards repentance. The end result will be that more souls will come to the Lord by our targeting the mountain of media than by targeting souls themselves. Good news conditions people's hearts to the one who is good. I mean, think about that. Right. You know, like it'll when, do the work for us. Right.
0: right.
1: When you hear good news or when you see good things happening, doesn't it just lift you and right. encourage right. you and just be like, some people it's like, oh, I wouldn't be involved in that. Mm-hmm. And then it just brings out all of that. That's what God created us for, us to help each other and be kind to each other and to love one another. All of that goes with it. And it's the opposite of the fear and the anxiety and the depression and, the, oh, my goodness, bad, bad, bad. Doom and gloom. Right. It's right. not how we're supposed to be.
2: No. Or not. i always think of a quote from star wars it's hope that rebellion yes. or rebellions are built on yes. you know and it's it's the hope in their hearts that the enemy wants to tear down and not let rise up right because it changes things it does ah that's a good that's one good. i love star wars Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. defiled news defiles people and noble news invigorates people right God doesn't bring us hopeless, tragic news and just expect us to deal with it. Right. He always seasons it with hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the Lord knows the tremendous impact of news upon a person or group of people and that continual bad news with no redemptive angle will actually break a spirit. Yeah. So when some person or institution has a re- has, you know, a reporting platform, there's a tremendous responsibility to use that position of influence redemptively,
0: right, right,
2: and that's what Johnny's, you know, pointing out for right. us. It says in Isaiah fifty-two seven, "How beautiful are the mountains! Are the feet on the mountains? Are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns." Yes. By this verse, we see God's heart as it relates to bringing news. Those who are called to take this mountain will have an Isaiah 52's beautiful feet to release good news, peace, hope, even when addressing issues that are really inherently wrong and right. negative. Right. You know, this isn't about deceiving people or covering up things that need to be uncovered. It's making sure that the report has a redemptive end and leaves some hope as an aftertaste. That's so good. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense? Yes. Yeah. So if you're a Christian you know, who is or plans to be a member of the media, this is really critical to understand that your role on the mountain of media is always to try to release good news. Yes. For example, constant harping on abortion may serve only to further alienate opponents to the pro-life stance, like redemptive stories of those who chose not to have an abortion, however, or of those who have experienced God's forgiveness for an an abortion will much more effectively win the hearts and the minds of a nation. That's right? right, yeah. So the story of David and Goliath reminds us how even one man can freeze an entire nation in fear through bad news. There's not a single biblical reference to Goliath ever having killed one person. This giant was apparently vulnerable to a small stone and a slingshot, yet he employed the power of terror to neutralize any courage Israel might have had. Right. David broke the power of this bad news with a declaration of good news. He said, "This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand." That's right. from First Samuel seventeen forty six. Yes. And after hmm. his positive report, David easily dispensed with Goliath. Right. Hundreds of formerly intimidated soldiers of Israel later became David's mighty men. Right. Who could, you know, destroy not only giants but also entire armies. Wow. So when we take the mountain of media and we neutralize the bad news that flows down from it. We can begin using that mountain to release heaven on earth.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that! Yeah, that's awesome. It's powerful. just getting that vision in your mind, right? You know, stop pumping out all the garbage, right? Right. You know, and start pumping it in with good things the good things of god so that people can hear it and encourage them and have them come and and and, and draw them back to the lord instead of just being oh man all we see is doom and gloom does god really exist you know all these people Mm -hmm. are questioning that
0: right and goliath is like the the bully at school right for kids you know and he just keeps chirping chirping and he's terrorizing kids and once they finally stand up Mm -hmm. had enough to him the giant or you know it's That's what we've got to do. Mm -hmm. We've got to stand up to
2: the giant. Yeah. just God's teaching us how to use his weapons. Right. 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 So there's a difference between seeing yourself as a journalist who happens to be a Christian or a son or daughter of the king on a specific mission. Now is the time for many who have felt the call to evangelism or even prophesying or preaching to realize that A media career is not only a viable fulfillment of that call, but also that Elijah revolutionaries will be specifically empowered to take that mountain. Right. Right. There's no such thing as secular work, right? Right. There are only different mountains for us to function on. And the whole world is now to be seen as our congregation. Yes. It's a really good perspective. Yes, Yes, it is. With all that terrible and terrifying news that the media has been pumping out on the airwaves, we can step up and start broadcasting God's good news on whatever platform we find to use. When Kathy asked us to do this podcast, I was super hesitant. <laughs> we all mainly, were. Yeah, All three of us were. But mainly because I'd never even given it a thought before. Right. But when the Lord showed me I was to do this and He placed this in my lap, I knew He had good reasons for me doing it. Right. But now, like, after reading Johnny's book and understanding what it means to be a, a part of God's ecclesia, a part of God's governing church, that rises up to whatever mountain you're called to, we are now called to a much higher purpose in our time here on earth. That's right. Yes. Like, this is a wake-up call and a call to come up higher and see things from God's perspective. Right. He's inviting us. Right. He's right. calling all of us. Right. right. And, yeah. and like with this podcast, we can use it for good or we can use it for evil, Right. Right. We can use it for God's glory in his kingdom or for self-glorification. Right. To do things for our own benefit only brings momentary satisfaction. But to do things for God's kingdom brings eternal rewards that will never be lost or forgotten. That's so great. Right. That reminds me of something
1: that the Lord said to me last week about coming up higher. He said, um, I'm taking you to higher ground. You have been in the trenches fighting, and now you will rise above it all, and you will taste and see that the Lord your God is good. Mm-hmm. He is good. Yeah. He is so good. Yes, he is. Right. And the higher ground that, that he is taking us to is the tops of these seven mountains. And I say, let's go let's go Mm -hmm. let's do this right we've had enough of the enemy ruling now it's time for God's children to rule and reign it's
2: like actually something we can do because sometimes you just wring your hands and go what can I do what can I do do?" well here's here's what we can do this is our mission exactly just all you gotta do is
1: pray and ask God to show you what your part is in it, and he will tell you Mm -hmm. he wants willing hearts that's what he's looking for right now
2: like I say it's not about your abilities it's about your availability right that's good.
1: good that's good yeah Okay, so in each episode, we will briefly cover some main points that we need to know about each mountain of culture. So Johnny and Elizabeth will break it down so well in their book Rise, a Reformer's Handbook for the Seven Mountains. So I will we'll refer to it to give you a better picture and understanding of, of each one of the mountains. For the next seven episodes, we will give you the ites and the meaning of the name of the principality and his demonic strategy on those on that mountain. And the ites were all of Joshua's enemies. They are the Hittites, The Gergeshites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. I hope I said that right. (laughs) And I'll give each of those mountains to you again. They are media, family, arts and entertainment, economy, religion, education, and government. So the enemy is currently sitting at the top of each one of these mountains, but not for much longer. Mm -hmm. Johnny says in Deuteronomy 28, declared that the Israelites would be the head and not the tail if they accepted the mission to go into their land of inheritance. Our promised land is the seven mountains or foundations of power and our inheritance is the nations of the world, all of which rightfully belongs to God. It was God's idea that we no longer be the tail, but that we be the head and find his strategy and anointing to rid each of the seven sectors of society of the enemies lies there. As the Lord brings us into this land, like the Israelites, we will encounter seven aspects of the enemy of God that are greater and mightier than us. And these seven aspects are the Ites that I just mentioned. All seven of the principalities, or the Ites, have the same basic mission they want to prevent the particular face of God on that mountain from being restored to society, they want to prevent humanity from experiencing the love of God that was meant to be displayed on that mountain. They want to prevent people from knowing the primary big truth about God that was meant to be expressed on that mountain. So right now we're experiencing the opposite, which is the lies of Satan. Mm -hmm. And then they want to prevent people from experiencing a a healed perspective of the goodness of God through each of these mountains, which were ultimately meant to assure us of certain things about us. We have one enemy, Satan, and he's on each one of these mountains. And he uses his demons and principalities to deceive people into believing lies about God, about themselves, and about the best way for that mountain to function. When we believe lies, we act on them and then reap the consequences of those lies, further perpetuating the lies through the broken systems of culture we have established. This cycle can be interrupted, but we must first stop fighting each other. And recognize the real enemy. We need to stand together. All Right. That's the big thing that the mm -hmm. enemy is doing right now. He divides us. Mm -hmm. Right. And when we're in unity, that's where we conquer. Right. Right. And that's what God's trying to get the church back to. He wants us to be in unity as one, as his bride. Right. Right. United we stand, divided we fall. fall. Yes. So for each of the next seven episodes, we will cover these main points for each one of the mountains. The ites that I just talked about and which ite is connected with each mountain. There is an archangel assigned to each mountain, so we'll tell you what that one is for each mountain. Each mountain of culture has an aspect of God, and Johnny also calls this the face of God. The seven mountains and the seven spirits of God carry a color of the rainbow, which I thought was very interesting. Seven colors in the rainbow. Yes. We will share the big lie and the big truth about God on each mountain. We will share how the lies about God on each mountain play out in culture, and we will discuss how to partner with God to carry out our assignments on each mountain. For example... On the mountain of media, the Hittites and the principality Apollyon are the ones that are currently controlling it. So the word Hittite means terror or fear and speaks of the enemy's strategy to flood the mountain of media with bad news to induce terror or fear. The Hittites were one of the seven nations the Israelites had to conquer in order to obey God and take their promised land. And that's what we're working towards right now Mm is to take back our promised land from the enemy, right? Right. Mm -hmm. They represent the demons of fear that operate on the mountain of media, as well as the strategy to influence the modern new media, which focuses overwhelmingly on negative news and headlines. Right. Apollyon is Satan's illegal principality on the mountain of media. His name means destroyer, and he promotes fear-based reporting to do just that. So the demonic strategy is to flood the mountain of media with the hopeless narrative of bad news in order in, to induce terror and fear into the hearts of individuals, as well as into the collective hearts of cities and nations. Right. Mm-hmm. Are we experiencing that right now? Right. 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 I mean, it's it's constant. So this principality is, is um, he's speaking in the minds of people that don't that they're either not believers or they're Christians and they don't know, you know, what's happening. And he is. Because of that, because he's using those people, that's why we're at where we're at. Mm -hmm. Because we're we're just, all we're hearing is the negative stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So Apollyon destroys trust in God through the news outlets and uses broken people in the broken news and social media platforms to enslave people by magnifying our fears and causing us to feel unsafe as a society. Right. He never wants us to hear any good news. Alien wants us to hear tragic news because we lose hope. Right. And we start believing the lie that God doesn't exist because only bad things happen. Mm-hmm. So a polyon strategy is to prevent the face of God as communicator from being restored to society, to prevent humanity from having access to the truth of how God loves us through the ways he communicates by blessing us, to prevent people from knowing that God has a plan for their life and that he's able to sovereignly execute that plan even while we have freedom to make our own choices he's a good god mm-hmm. and to prevent people from experiencing a healed perspective of the goodness of god through the mountain of media which was ultimately meant to assure us we have a destiny guys we have a destiny every mm-hmm. one of us have a destiny he has right. a plan Yes. right this That's is just right. a, it's a really nasty principality mm-hmm. and isn't all of this what we are experiencing today through the majority of our media sources mm-hmm, it's just, right. it's just nasty it's hateful mm-hmm. all right so the archangel the archangel that's assigned to this mountain of media is gabriel he is the messenger of god so he is to assist in restoring the image of
2: god in the earth as communicator now you think of you know gabriel spoke the good news of the christ being yes, born right. you know he was our first news source <laughs> mm-hmm. right? right
1: so our god loves to communicate with us communicator is the aspect of god for this mountain so here we go with the color of the rainbow so the color red is assigned to this mountain because red makes us think of special alerts or breaking news this signals that we need to pay attention to what's being said i thought that was so good Mm -hmm. so the big lie about god on the mountain of media is god doesn't have a good plan for us that's what the enemy is always trying to communicate to us and it's simply not true God created each one of us, and he loves us deeply. Mm -hmm. And I like what Johnny says about how this lie plays out in culture. He says, the freedom of speech expressed through media has produced a society of people who are free on the outside, but enslaved inside. Mm -hmm. Media reports are meant to defend our access to truth, but real truth sets you free from the inside out. Right. Whatever controls the media potentially controls the government. And we can also say that whoever controls the media controls the collective heart of a city or nation, affecting the individual's health, which we've talked about, and their Mm -hmm. state of mind. The effect of bad news is universal. It disheartens and it troubles. When we believe individually and collectively that God doesn't have a good plan for us, we live enslaved to fear. Mm -hmm. Fear not only affects our health, but it also, it's also emotionally exhausting. Right. I can testify to that, you know. Yes. Right. Like we all can. I think it's really important for us to understand the impact the current news we listen to has on us. Good news encourages and lifts us up. Bad news can make people in society fearful, sick, and weak. The big truth about God on this mountain is he does have a good plan for each one of us. God is the one in control. That's the truth. He is still sitting on the throne and he has good intentions and wonderful blessings he wants to give to each one of us. And finally, in order to partner with God and take back this mountain, we must have an intimate relationship with him. We talk about it all the time. We must learn how to connect with him on a personal level and let his love pour through us so we may communicate and pour it out to others. And if you're called to this mountain, pray, pray and ask God what he wants you to do. Ask him to guide you in the steps you need to take to be a part of taking the enemy down on the mountain of media so that you can go and communicate the good news of God in whatever media source you have been assigned to. Mm -hmm. God is moving mightily and there are so many changes coming that will blow our minds and they are good changes. We will defeat the enemy and take back all seven mountains with the help of God and his army, army of angels right? We're in partnership with him. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. He's, he's helping us. He's spoken that to prophets. He's shown that to me, he's shown it to Laura. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It's just a matter of time. Right. Right. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Next week, we're going to discuss the mountain of government. I hope this encourages you guys. Again, I want to just say that there's so much information in these two books, and this is just kind of summarizing it. Mm-hmm. And Johnny has even said on, on Elijah's streams, that he speaks with Steve Schultz, he says, I would love for people to talk more about this. We need to get the word out. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're getting the word out, right? And there's just so much more detail that goes into all of this. We're just kind of giving it to you in a summary. Mm-hmm. So I hope it blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it makes you
2: think, you know, whatever it is that God wants you to do, seek him,
1: and he'll show you.
2: Right. So we just want to close with this scripture from Isaiah 52, 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. That's a good one.
1: All right. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Caitlin, we appreciate all that you do for us. And we want to reference again Johnny Lowe's book, The Seven Mountain Prophecy, and Johnny and Elizabeth Lowe's book, Rise, a Reformers Handbook for the Seven Mountains. And that book, Rise, a Reformer's Handbook for the Seven Mountains, it's hard to get right now, just letting you know. Sold out. It's sold out. It's just very popular. So keep looking. You just have to look up their website. I, I didn't think to write that down, but look up their website because you can't get this book on Amazon. The other one you can, the first one, the Seven Mountain Prophecy. Mm-hmm.
0: Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe.
2: We would appreciate it very much. And we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And we would love to hear from you. So please email us at puretruthpodcast3 at gmail.com. All right. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffen.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty.
0: Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you and give you His peace. All right, until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy.
2: Today is Working For Me.
1: Do you believe that for yourself?